Good evening. And as always, thank you for watching tonight. And I pray that uh, you've had a, a good day. Uh, I pray that uh, the Lord has blessed your time and uh, your efforts. And I uh, just always want to say thank you for watching. Um, tonight, as we continue through the book of Judges, we're going to look at possibly one of the most heartbreaking, uh, uh, wicked uh, sections of the Bible. And it really shows us tonight how you and I as Christians should never be surprised at the level of depravity that people will use to get what they want. And tonight, if you're watching this and you've lived any time at all, you have seen things happen from family members, people you work with, church family, that probably caused your mouth just to go, I can't believe I watched that happen. And friends, we need to understand something that in this world that we live in, that saved people are living for the Lord. We are living knowing that this world is not our home and that one of these days, um, God's going to call us home to a heavenly home where we're going to live with him and there's no sickness, no death, no pain, no sorrow forever. But those who don't know the Lord or those of us when we fall into sin decide that it's best to live for the here and now. I'm worried about my bank account now. I'm worried about my wants now. And in chapter 9, um, we have seen finishing up chapter 8 that Gideon, excuse me, has died. And we looked at how Gideon led his family and the nation of Israel away from God. And after he died, one of his sons wanted something. One of his sons wanted to be king. You see, Gideon said, I don't want to rule over you. I just want you to worship me. And this son decided that being worshiped was not enough. He wanted to rule. And tonight we see how a selfish heart destroys everything. You see, Jesus said it is better to give than to receive. Jesus said that he did not come to be served, but to serve. And tonight we look at when selfishness is in the life of a person, there is no limit that they will go to 
to get what they want or to get what they want people to think or to get the way they want people to do things. And I'm not going to read it all tonight just because there's a little bit here. But in chapter 9, what happens in verse 1, And Abimelech, the son of Jeroboam, or Gideon, went to Shechem to his mother's relatives and spoke to them and to the whole clan and the household of his mother's father. Now, what happens is he goes to his aunts and uncles who rule Shechem and says, do you really want 70 of Gideon's children's over you? Or would it be better just to deal with one? And the men of that city said, well, it would be better to just deal with one. And so they gave him an amount of money. He went and bought some mercenaries, some soldiers for hire. And this is what happened. Verse 5. Then he went to his father's house at Ophrah and killed his brothers, the son of Jeroboam, 70 men on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jeroboam, was left, for he hid himself. You say, Jake, I can't believe you would tell a passage of the Bible like that. And friends, I tell you that tonight because I believe it's true. And what we see here is an individual who is willing to destroy his entire family to get what he wants. You say, Jake, I've never murdered anybody to get what I want. And I'm thankful for that. But do you know the Bible says that to hate someone in your heart is the same thing as murder? If you've ever hated somebody and went out of your way to hurt them to get what you want, you've been as guilty as Gideon's son. Maybe tonight it wasn't physically that you destroyed someone, but you wanted something or wanted someone to think a certain way, and so you slandered or spread false rumors about someone. How many times have you or I saw an individual that's been married for many, many years and then all of a sudden decides that they have found a newer and a more improved model of female or male that they would rather be with than the wife or husband of their youth and end up destroying their family because they wanted something. How many times have you seen a church tear itself apart because one person feels they want it their way or a group of people feel they want it their way. And so they're willing to destroy everything to get what they want. And you see, as we look through chapter 9, I want to show you the selfishness leads to ruin. But I also want to show you that God can overcome selfish desires. Because see, when we read this story, it's heartbreaking. How could someone do that to the people that they love? The people that they are supposed to care about? Well, it's because he had saw his dad, Gideon, 
be led astray. You see, Gideon had taught his son that, hey, it is about you. It's about being recognized and honored and getting your way. And this son says, well, I'm not going to share the glory with 70 others. And so this is what I'll do. But I hope you notice that there was one son that was spared. Even in the midst of this great tragedy, God spared a son. And we're going to look how God eventually takes what this evil son did and he will reap what he sows. You see, tonight I want to challenge you that if there is someone that has hurt you for their personal gain, that God has saw it. Tonight, if there is somebody who has slandered you or hurt you or went out of their way to destroy you or your reputation, God has saw it. And right now, in the moment, it might seem like there is nothing good that can come from it. Can you imagine what it would have been like to watch your whole family murdered so that one person could be in charge? I can't imagine that. But even in the midst of that great tragedy, God still was able to work. And so tonight, maybe you're here and you're like me and you look back at your life and think, oh, I wish I wouldn't have been so selfish in that conversation. I wish I hadn't have been so selfish in that decision. I wish I hadn't have been so selfish in my relationship with whoever it is. Even if you've ruined it, God can restore it. Even if you have wrecked it, God can put it back together. And so tonight, I really want to start this section by warning the dangers of selfishness. You say, Jake, I'm not selfish at all. All of us struggle with being selfish. All of us struggle with getting what we want, being in charge wanting to be heard. And friends, tonight I want to caution you, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your job, whether it's at your church, when it becomes about you, you probably will never physically murder anybody, but you can destroy lives and you can destroy families and you can destroy churches. And so tonight, beware of selfishness and the dangers that come from it. But take hope. God can work even in the most damaged of situations, the most broken of relationships. God can do amazing things. And so that relationship that you don't think can be repaired, God can do it. You think that church that seems like it has no life, God can bring life back to it. You think of that marriage that is crumbling at the seams, God can build a firm foundation. The question is, and we'll look at this next week, starting on Monday night, you have to first recognize and admit that selfishness exists 
and that it's dangerous to you and I. As always, I just pray that you will have a wonderful weekend this weekend. I pray that if you're able to worship with your church family, that you will do that in person or online. I pray that uh, if there's anything that you need, you will let me know. I have been praying for numerous situations, for the situations that you send uh, the ministry, um, and know that uh, um, you are loved and that uh, if you ever have questions about salvation or specific situations in your life that you look at and say, man, I, I, this is just bad, I, I would be more than willing to help you in any way that I can. And so I pray that the Lord has blessed you and he has spoke to your heart and that you will live for him wherever he sends you. And may God richly bless you. And I look forward, if the Lord is willing, to seeing you Monday night.